Welcome to All The Things Podcast. I am Regina Lawrence, your host. I am a lawyer turned soulful business and life strategist and a transformational mindset coach. I'm also the founder of the community, All The Things Business. I have created a community of women who can truly be all of the things, successful, spiritual, sexual, and wildly unique, all while creating a life of purpose and passion according to our own rules. We don't have to look or be the person that society dictates or demands for us to be anymore. We don't have to play by somebody else's rules. We can truly be whoever we want, and that person can be all of the things. Welcome to my podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of All the Things Podcast with Regina Lawrence. I am Regina Lawrence, and today... I'm going to tell a story. So something that I get asked a lot about is why I left the practice of law and decided to start a business. And usually that question is accompanied by, you know, you went to law school, you put all this time and energy into becoming an attorney, and it kind of befuddles people. Like they just don't get it. Why would I put all the time and energy into that and then do something completely different? So I want to talk about that a little bit today. And the short answer is, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's presupposing that every time we decide to go to college or we decide to get an education, that we know without a shadow of a doubt that that thing that we're investing in is going to be the thing we want to do forever. It also presupposes that because we get an advanced degree or we go to school for a certain thing, that we should want to do that thing forever. And I don't think that is in alignment with what it's like to be a human being. I think that we change and we pivot and we grow. And for me, that is a huge part of what happened. So let me take you back. Let me take you back to a time well before law school. I think the best place to start is actually in my childhood. So I am one of nine children. I have four brothers. I have three brothers now. One of my brothers is recently deceased, and I have four sisters. And I grew up in a very interesting household. I have a very conservative Catholic mother. I have a father who is a very was a very great breadwinner and supporter, and worked really, really, really hard. Um, and from as young as I can remember. My parents never had this like beautiful, loving relationship. There might have been moments of it here and there, but my dad was always working and my mom was always and is still very involved in going to church and her religion as like the fundamental important thing in her life. And as a result of, I don't even really know, the dynamic in the household and a lot of different factors. I grew up around a lot of addiction and also an archaic view of women. So my sisters, none of my sisters have a college degree. Um, My sisters all got married really young and started having babies. 
I remember seeing that. And that was also my mom's story. My mom got married when she was 17. And I remember seeing that coupled with the addiction that I was surrounded with. And I thought, I want to do something different with my life. And actually, my parents broke up when I was... It started around 12, so it was around puberty. Um, but I'll never forget when my my dad left, my mom, when I was about 13 is when he first, the, the leaving process started around 13. And my mom was solely dependent upon my dad. She had been a stay-at-home mom my whole life, her whole life really, and she was the domestic caretaker of the house and she raised the children and she did all of those things. And because of that, she didn't work, um, a tr- like a traditional job. She raised us and took care of the house. And I remember when my dad left, my mom obviously was so heartbroken because they had been married for 30 plus years at that point. Um, but also I think there was a part of her that was so scared because her whole life, Everything in her life was dependent upon this man. And I remember seeing my mom so heartbroken and so sad that I said to myself at a really young age, at 13, I don't ever want to be dependent upon a man to take care of me or to financially care for me. And I have to take care of myself. And that catapulted me into this fierce, independent mindset where I kind of became a bull overnight. I wanted to be the caretaker. I wanted to be the leader. And I wanted to carve a path in my life that was different than what I had seen. And so I threw myself into school in a big way. When I went to high school, I was very, very, very into high school And then when I went away to college, I worked really, really hard at college and always seeking approval, always seeking to be better. And it's interesting. I was just having this conversation the other night. I, some people are, some people push themselves to do better, to do better, to do better because they feel that external pressure from their family or their parents or somebody in their life that's really pushing them and putting pressure on them. I actually didn't have pressure from my parents. My parents didn't make me feel like I wasn't good enough ever. But the pressure actually came from inside of me. Um, And as I've gotten to know myself, you know, I'm typed as an Enneagram 3. I'm the achiever. Uh, My zodiac sign is a Virgo, which is this high-performing achiever. So I really pushed from inside of myself to do more, to be more. And it was, you know, it was self-propelled. And then I went to college. I worked really hard in college. And I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew I wanted to make money. And I knew I wanted to pick a career that would enable me to make a lot of money. And at that point in my mind, six figures was a lot of money. I'm not, I'm not saying six figures isn't a lot of money. It's a, it's good money, but now my, my financial mindset has shifted so much that, you know, a hundred thousand dollars doesn't seem like anything, you know? Um, but that has been a shift and a pivot for me. 
Um, but I, I knew I wanted to make a lot of money. And I started to think about careers that would enable me to do that. And I, after some thought, was like, you know what? I'm going to go to law school. And actually, the reason why I went to law school, I did not go to law school to practice law. During that time of my life, I was very into politics. I loved to write, and I thought I wanted to become a political journalist. Specifically, I wanted to be an on-air reporter and political journalist who would comment and commentate on what was happening in the world and in big legal cases and all of the things. So I went to law school with no intention of practicing. I said to my dear friend who I call daddy, who is, who was my first year legal writing professor. I remember saying to him when we first met, I don't want to be in court. I don't like to be in front of people. I don't like to speak to a room, which is actually really funny because if you know me at all now, you know, give me a fucking microphone, put me on a stage and I'm like ready to go. Like I love to be in front of people and perform. And it was actually after that first year of law school that I discovered my love of being a litigator, of being in court of being in front of people, of presenting arguments in a really simplified way. It was just this kind of beautiful pivot and transition for me. Law school was a huge, incredible, beautiful thing in my life. And if I hadn't gone to law school and I hadn't become a lawyer, I couldn't do what I do now. You know, growing up, it was, for some reason, I had this mindset that, I don't know, I wasn't smart enough to be a lawyer. I wasn't smart enough to be a doctor or to pursue those really, like, higher white-collar careers because I didn't grow up surrounded by them. And the thing that law school did for me that is invaluable is it taught me the limits and the extent with which I'm able to think and analyze and be an intelligent woman. It taught me how to rationalize things. It taught me how to argue and organize thoughts and create systems and structures in a way that I would not have been able to do but for law school and also in a way that people who aren't lawyers often don't have the ability to do. So law school was such a benefit for me because it literally changed me at my core. It gave me so much confidence in who I am. It gave me so much confidence in my intellectual abilities. And it also gave me a lot of pride, like a lot of pride in myself. And, you know, after law school, I was like, wow, like you did this thing. Like, I'm so proud of you. And I think before my life, before that time in my life, I had never looked at myself and said, wow, I'm really proud of you. You're doing such a great job. And I think I just, I think that's something to think about. Like as we go through life and we accomplish different things, like are we moving to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing? Or do we take a moment and say, wow, I'm so proud of you. You really, you did it. You did the damn thing. And that's what law school started to teach me. Um, 
So after law school, I actually got another degree. (laughs) I got a master's in law in trial advocacy because I loved trial work so much and I thought I would want to teach it, which I eventually went on to be an adjunct professor at my alma mater where I went to law school. And I taught trial advocacy and I coached the trial team. Um, But in my first job in practice, I was a trial attorney for the city of Philadelphia, and I did civil rights trial work. I represented the Philadelphia Police Department, the Warrant Unit, and the Philadelphia prison system from the civil side. Um, That was the job that I had worked my whole law school career for, because that was the job that was going to enable me to be in court and to try cases. And to be in front of a jury and to be in front of a judge and to do the things that I thought would make me happy. And I think that's a crucial point is that as I went through and accomplished each one of these things in law school and in life, I thought that the next thing was going to bring me happiness. I thought that the next thing was going to bring me some amount of peace and joy And I'll never forget when I tried my first case fully, I, the jury came back and found in favor of us. And I remember them saying that they found in favor of the defendant, the city of Philadelphia. And that moment was such a letdown. And it was such a letdown because I had put so much pressure on that moment to be fulfilling for me. I put so much pressure on that moment to like do something that that moment could never do for me. I wanted that moment to bring me happiness. I wanted that moment to bring me joy. And because I did that, I didn't really appreciate it like I could have for what it was. And even after winning that trial, I went home and slept for three days. I laid on my couch. I was so physically destroyed from my first trial that I just melted into my little sofa in the neighborhood at 12th and Spruce in Philadelphia. And I stayed there for three days. And I think not only was I exhausted physically and mentally from the experience, but also I think I was a little bit sad. Like I thought so much more was going to come out of that experience for me. So I always kept that in my mind, that, that first trial experience. And then I went on to practice with the city for a couple years. And then I left that. And when I went into private practice and I did a completely different type of law and I had so many moments in practice where I would think to myself, is this it? Is this what you are going to do for the rest of your life? Are you going to be locked in an office for the rest of your life? On the phone, negotiating, doing these things that you can do and that you're good at, but that like, I don't know, there was no love for it. There was no love for it. And then I started to teach at night. And that reignited my passion and love for the learning side of law, for the intellectual side of the legal world. And that kept me going for a couple more years. Um, 
But in my heart, I knew that this was not the thing that I wanted to do. And I wouldn't admit it to anyone because I had worked so hard to get to that place. I had put in so much time. I had invested so much money and so much energy into being a lawyer that my identity was Regina the lawyer, Regina the law professor. And I wasn't happy. I wasn't at peace. And I I didn't know what to do. And I felt stuck in my life. And I had this pivotal moment that I talk about all the time where I was doing work for this client and it was supposed to be a privilege to do this work for this particular client. And this particular client was a real fucking pain in the ass. And I was so stressed all the time. Like I was so stressed to the point of like my hormones were fucked up from the cortisol. I... I was so exhausted. I had adrenal fatigue. I woke up with the worst brain fog every single morning. I kept getting fatter and fatter. Like my ass kept getting bigger and bigger. And I couldn't figure out why because I was working out religiously, eating really healthfully. And I felt like utter shit. And when I look back, it's because I was so out of alignment and I was so stressed that it was manifesting in my body. And when I say out of alignment, I mean when we are in a constant state of stress, it it wreaks havoc on the body. It doesn't just come and go. Like it stays in and it was and massive stress and cortisol release can affect all the other hormones in your body. So that's what was happening to me. So anyway, in the midst of working with this client, I, you know, I had this crazy client. I had this boss who was just so fucking manipulative. The whole, it was like the perfect storm. Um, And I had this moment where I was working on on something for the client and I started to sweat and shake and my heart really started racing and... I knew that I was having a panic attack and I was not a stranger to panic attacks. I've been having panic attacks since I was a small child and I didn't know what to do. So I closed my office door and I started breathing. I tried to breathe through it and I just kept shaking and breathing. And I remember laying on my office floor and I had on a pencil skirt and a pair of Louboutins. I put in a headspace meditation And I laid on the floor of my office and I listened to this British man's sweet voice on Headspace. And I remember just laying on the floor and tears just like trickled down the sides of my face. And I laid there and I thought, why are you so unhappy right now? You literally have everything you've ever wanted in your life. You have the job you wanted. You have the partner. I was in a long-term relationship at that time. You have all these things that you've worked so hard to get and you're laying on your office floor in a pencil skirt and a pair of Louboutins and you're crying. And something in that moment said, life doesn't have to be this hard. And I remember laying there thinking about that. Life doesn't have to be this hard. For me, up until that point of time, 
for I had the mindset, anything good in life has to be hard. Success doesn't come easily. For me to be successful, I have to work really, really hard and it has to be painful. That was my talk track and that was my story. And that was the space through which I had operated my whole life. And something inside of me said life doesn't have to be so hard. So I decided to figure it out. And very quickly, after that experience on my office floor, I dove into anything I could get my hands on to try to help me change my life. Through that, I hired a business and life coach who I worked with for almost three years, one-on-one. I started to read everything I could. I started to meditate. I started to listen to podcasts. I started to really like infiltrate my mind and my surroundings in a way to help facilitate rapid change in my life because I didn't want to spend my life on an office floor in tears, like gaining weight, unhappy with a life that I had so intentionally set out to create. And that led me down a road to realize that my, my whole identity was tied to that law degree. My whole identity was tied to the title of being an attorney. And I realized that those are just vocations. The, the education that we get and the jobs that we choose and the businesses that we start, they're not us. They're vocations and they're entities and they're things that we are choosing to create or we are choosing to be a part of, but they are not us. And once we're able to separate ourself and our worth from that job, that entity, that business, it really frees us up to, to find peace and happiness in ourselves, in our person, not in the business, not in the degree, you know? And that's what I've really worked on doing. I really worked on finding happiness and peace inside of myself. And for me, I went on a huge first, like a mindset journey, the Tony Robbins, taking control of your life to the um, Louise Hay, you can heal your life, understanding the physical effects that trauma and emotions have on the body and on physical diseases um, to reading Dr. Joe Dispenza and understanding that we have we have the ability and the control to change our mindset and to change the way we think and to change all of that that's going on in our brain, right? And so I went on that journey and that opened me up to a world that I was not unfamiliar with. Oh my gosh, do you hear that creature? He's locked in the bedroom with me because the bedroom is carpeted. Yes, sir. I'm in the middle of podcasting. You need to get a life or a hobby or a girlfriend. Um, that opened me up to a world of spirituality. And 
I was not a stranger to spirituality because I grew up in a very Catholic, but also very spiritually, mystical, mystically Catholic world. And that started an awakening for me, as, as I call it, a spiritual awakening and remembering of why I am here on this planet and what I am here to do. And the thing I realized during that time in my life is that I'm here to serve and I'm here to serve in a way that I was not serving as an attorney. And I realized that being an attorney served me because it has allowed me to think and to process and to show up in this world in a way that but for that education, um, I would not have been able to do that. So law school wasn't a waste. It wasn't a waste of money. It wasn't a waste of time. It actually has enabled me to be who I am today. It's enabled me to show up the way that I'm able to show up today. It, it actually, I wouldn't be able to have the business I have today if I didn't go to law school and if I didn't practice law, right? So it was really necessary that I do that. Um, and for me, the shift and the change and the decision to leave law was really because I could and I wanted to. And I think it's that simple. There are, I know that there's going to be people that are listening to this who feel like they're stuck in a job, they're stuck in a relationship, they're stuck in, in a business, they're stuck in something that does not serve them. And the thing that I realized on my journey is I was never stuck. I was never, ever, ever stuck. I told myself I was stuck. I told myself the story I was stuck. I felt like I was trapped forever, but we're not. We have the choice to pivot and to change and to do something different. Is it easy? Not always. Can it be simple? Yes. I also want to make it clear that I didn't wake up one day and decide, I'm not going to practice law anymore. I'm going to be a business coach. That was a process and a transition for me. I took time to pivot. I took time to figure out a plan. I did it a lot faster than I probably would recommend for people to do because I did it pretty haphazardly. And I'm okay with that because it worked out for me. I don't advise people to do it the way that I did it, but it's, it's possible. It just took time. It took planning. It took some strategy. Um, and I'll do another episode really on how I pivoted and what that plan and strategy looked like, because I think, especially if you're working a full-time job and you want to create a business and you want to supplement your income with, you know, your side business, it does take time. Success doesn't happen overnight, especially when you're building a brand online. 
you know, it takes time for people to get to know you, to know, like, and trust you. And so I didn't just wake up one day and have a successful business. So it took me time and it took me energy and I really put effort into the pivot, but I'll do an episode on that. Um, but that's how, that's why I left the practice of law. That's why I started my own business because I wanted to, and because I was able to tap into myself, I was able to do a lot of human work. I did a lot of work on my mindset. I did a lot of spiritual work and that enabled me coupled with the belief I had in myself after being a lawyer that enabled me to, to muster the courage to do the thing. Something that I think keeps a lot of us back from doing the thing that we want to do is we worry so much about what people are going to think about us. We worry about the judgments that they're going to put on us. We worry that they're going to think we're crazy. And I show up in this world really with a fuck it attitude. Like, but I want to make it very clear that I have had those fears and I have those fears still sometimes. I worry what I worried what would my colleagues think of me? I worried what would my family think of me? I worried what would my friends think of me? You know, during the process of pivoting and shifting, my partner of 5 years and I broke up because I was too much for him, quote unquote. Um and so I really saw I really had those fears too. And Every, I think everyone does, like even to a certain degree. We have those fears and we worry about judgments, but then it's not about having the fear and worrying about the judgment. It's how we respond to the fears and it's how we respond to the judgments. I really had to work through and develop the mindset that I get to live this lifetime. I get to live in this body. I get to have this human experience. And I'm the only person that gets to have the human experience I'm having in the way that I'm having it in this body. And there are always going to be people who are not happy with what I'm doing. There are always going to be people who disagree with me. There are always going to be people that think I'm crazy because I am a little bit crazy. Like I am. It's, it's part of my charm. <laughs> but I just got to a point where I decided enough is enough and I'm going to go for the things that I want to go for. And, you know, I go on dates and I tell people what I do for a living and they more often than not, like, look at me cross-eyed and they're like, wait, you're not a lawyer anymore. You do what? Do you make any money? Like, it's really interesting. Um, but I've developed a thicker skin around it. But when I started this, I was so afraid of judgment. When I started writing content and writing posts for Instagram and Facebook, I was so worried what people would say or what people would think or if people would be like, who the fuck does this girl think she is? Um, when I started to sell online, I was like, are people going to think I'm annoying? Like, what am I doing? Is anybody going to buy from me? Blah, 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 blah. Right. When I started to go live and do live videos and stories, I had to work through that. Each thing that I've done in my business 
it, it has taken time and effort and finesse and working through my own crazy brain to, to get to the other side. So if you see things that I put out there and content I create and you think that it's easy for me, it wasn't always easy and it took time and it took effort and it took overcoming a lot of fears and a lot of potential judgments I was worried that I would feel from other people. Um, but ultimately the thing that has helped me get over that and move through it has been knowing that I want to serve in a really big way and knowing that I get to live this life. And if anybody else has judgment of me, I don't, it's none of my business. I don't need to know, you know, so I hope that that's helpful for you. If you are in a space where you are so tied to the identity of the thing that you do or the education that you have, and you don't want to do that thing anymore, you want to do something different, I invite you to really create some white space in your life. And what I mean by white space is literally block a block some time out for you to just sit and think about what you want to do. Give yourself permission to dream about what if I didn't have this job anymore? What if I didn't do this thing that I don't really want to do anymore? What would I do? What would it look like? And start to think about it. Start to feel into it. Feel what it would be like to do that thing. Start to do some research. That's really what I did. I started to do all of that before I took the plunge out of practice and into this completely different world of online coaching. And if you need any help with that process, I offer these 90-minute deep dive calls. And over the course of the 90-minute deep dive call, we, we can do whatever you want or whatever you need. But if you're coming with a specific thing that you want to solve or you want to work through, whether it be pivoting or transitioning out of practice, starting your own business, creating a new portion of your business, creating a program, whatever it is that you need, I can hold the 90 minute space for you and then actually help you create an action plan to accomplish that thing that you want to accomplish. Okay. It's so much easier when somebody else looks at our shit and our thoughts and our ideas and helps to guide us and give us structure and shape and move us through that thing. So lately on these 90-minute deep dive calls, I have helped people completely rebrand their business. I have helped people map out module by module online courses they want to create. I've helped people figure out a plan of action on how to actually pivot and transition out of a corporate world or a nine to five job into something that feels more fulfilling, more in alignment, more interesting, more fun, whatever your wording is for it. I've helped people to do that and to create it. So if you're interested, check it out on my website, reginalawrence.com and just click on the coaching tab. And there is a button to schedule a 90 minute deep dive with me. I would love to help you with with that particular thing. 90 minute deep dives are my favorite thing to do because I get to come into your life for 90 minutes, help you get super, super organized and, f- and find solutions to the thing that you're thinking about 
and then you're able to take massive action um, once, you know, once you have a plan of action in place. So I hope that that's helpful. And I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys in some way. I know that, you know, a lot of you are tied to the identity of the thing that you do and you want to shift the perspective and you want to shift the paradigm and you have the ability to do that inside of you. And I hope that this episode gives you a little bit of permission, a little, a little bit of permission, even to just start to think about what you could be doing and what that would look like. And if you need any help with the process, I'm always, always here to help you. I'm a DM, an email away. Just let me know. So with that, I will talk to you guys soon. Have such a beautiful rest of your day.